Support for the PCTA Fire podcast comes exclusively from listeners like yourself. If you appreciate the work we're doing, please show your support by sharing the podcast on social media and leaving us a five-star review on your preferred podcast streaming service. Thanks once again for tuning in. And without any more delay, let's start the show. Also, okay, so I was like scrolling through like Roku or something and uh, a picture of like Fast and the Furious like 1000 came up and Paul Walker was still there. I thought he died in like the first one. Yeah. I've never seen any of them. I've never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Hey everyone, welcome back to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm Brennan Pickett and I'm your FEA Director and Fire Co-Chair for the PCTA. I'm Philip Del Castro. I am also fire co-chair. I am Kelsey Dobbigan. I'm a union representative and English teacher at St. Petersburg High School. I am Dr. Anna Margiata. I am a chemistry teacher and union rep at St. P. High School. On Tuesday, September 12th, was our latest school board meeting. And as always, we have brought the hobbits together <laughs> to hey. give a recap and to tell us what we think. It was a good, it was a great meeting. After what we felt were many meetings of Moms for Liberty getting up to speak before us and taking up time for a more constructive dialogue, we organized with the PCTA to get speakers to the school board earlier. So then the Moms for Liberty would be forced to listen to our concerns. So what we did was we got there super early. We beat them. We sat in the front and then we all spoke first and they left. Yeah, and by they it was like two of them, but they left. Oh no, there you you all kept saying that there was a lot more that you just didn't see them. I walked really? in with like six of them. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, so like we got Wait, there real early. The plot thickens. There were six of them. Yeah, you didn't notice how many names got called and no one walked up to speak. Oh. There was way more than two of them. There. I did not so realize the plan that. actually worked. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So like, I counted thirty-one minutes of time they could have taken up that they didn't. Wow. wow. When we walked in, yeah, like, we just got there early and we took their seats. And, like, when we sat down, I, like, turned to Brennan and I was like, they're going to, like, peek in and see that we're here and leave. And, like, I guess I was, I was right. What happened, yeah. That's what happened. But to be clear, we are talking about the moms for liberty, not just yeah. regular moms. Yeah. So two, two of them stayed that we, like, and one of, I think only one of them spoke. I don't know if the other one, the main mom spoke. The, just the ones, right? Yeah. For like just the, the one time. Yeah, that one thing. So this all kind of went into the regular meeting, and the main mom came in. She actually spoke. Yeah, so before they got into like the business, so you can have a comment on the agenda items, and she went up and spoke about um, how we didn't clap when they announced Freedom Week, or they talked about Freedom Week. Yeah, so... Anna's referring to item 4.2, presentation of the proclamation designating the month of September 2023 as the American Founders Month, September 2017th as Constitution Day, September uh, 17th to 23rd is Constitution Week, and the last full week of September as Celebrate Freedom Week. Yeah, and she started clapping. And Well, the two moms started clapping. They started clapping, and it was like groupthink. And yeah. I, start, I started clapping as well, not thinking at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's like, Chris was clapping. Yeah, Chris clapped a little bit. So I like broke out. I was like, wait, why am I clapping? And then they, later she got up there. And she said that she was like, I'm surprised that like I'm the only one clapping, uh, but not really because y'all hate freedom and you hate America. No, she called out the teachers who teach your children in America hate America and aren't clapping. I... 
okay. I mean, that's this is what I'm about to say is like besides the point. But like every day is like a specific like designated day. Like even Lee, um, the following the uh, following evening made a joke about like talk like a pirate day. Like every day has a thing. And even at school, one of the other teachers asked me if today was like red nose day or something. So the school board doing all these like performative like freedom days and Patriot day and all this like today, right now, when we're, when we're recording is technically butterscotch cinnamon pie day. Oh, and why aren't you guys clapping? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually hate Oh, oh, wow, you're a and, hater. And wow. America. <laughs> wow, you're a terrorist. I've never had a butterscotch cinnamon pie. I don't know what that is either. It's also felt hat day. Have you ever had a felt hat? I've never owned one. I've seen them. Okay. But like every day is something. So for this like woman to get up and be like, oh, they're not clapping. Be like, yeah, today's butterscotch cinnamon pie day or whatever too. Like you didn't clap for that. Like it's just, it's just so silly that we have these like extra days for nothing. And then besides that, we didn't have to hear from any of them because I guess they all left. We spooked them away. Yeah, thanks for letting me know about that, John, again, because we were wondering where they were. Yeah, they showed up. I walked in with a bunch of them. And then after I sat down, they sat behind me and I heard them like complaining just about, you know, the Moms for Liberty stuff to complain about. Mm -hmm. And then at, at a certain point, I started hearing like what the complaining was about start to shift. And I was like, are they slowly growing on our side? And I turn around and Nancy's sitting behind me. And I was like, oh, oh, they left. <laughs> and when somebody's earlier uh, in the evening said, oh, Maine mom is here. In my brain, like, I know one of the teachers that I've spoken to recently said that they're trying to leave and, like, go teach in Maine. And I was like, oh, there's a mom from Maine here? Do they know anything about job <laughs> openings? And, like, and then uh, I think it was Anna was like, no, like, the Maine mom for Liberty. I was like, Oh, I was thinking like M A N M A I N E Main. I don't know. I call her Max. We will not say her name, by the way. Ultimate. I don't mom. even know it. I just want to call her Main Mom. Mega Mom. I want them all to think they're the Main Mom. They're yeah. all the Main Mom. They're it's talking me. about me. Yeah, they're talking about me. Who do they think is the Main Union person? Lee. Lee, probably yeah, right. Really? Yeah. They probably call him Union Guy. But we're like on the news all the time. Do you think that like oh we're one- cooler than Lee? No, I mean I mean like who do they think is like the main person? Like their nemesis. If they hate all of us. I, yeah, I feel like we. <laughs> so we are actually the epitome of democracy because we're all hated equally. <laughs> That's I amazing. I can't imagine anyone hating me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely can. <laughs> we're so free. So also in the regular business, they were talking about litigations that we're getting into. Yeah, they ended. Well, we were in the vaping litigation with Jewel, uh, and they settled, and we got money. And they like voted to like approve settling the litigation, and that passed seven to zero. Yeah, it was um, a vaping litigation that we won three million dollars. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And they're going to use, oh, and I think it was Hein that was saying, we all want to use that money to fix our problems, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. There's a new litigation case. Yeah, they also passed, uh, is seven to zero starting. (laughs) It's a totally different thing. (laughs) Initiating litigation with, um, it was Meta, Snapchat, TikTok, and Google for damages we have occurred dealing with cyberbullying and negative mental health effects on students from 
the social media companies and so meta it's like facebook and instagram and then their google's there because of youtube it's the parent company to youtube and snapchat and, and snapchat well. snapchat and tiktok and they said that no public funds are going to be spent on on it the attorney attorneys are going to be paid through the settlement we already put myspace out of business checkmate libs <laughs> yeah i told all my classes about it this week or about what yesterday. myspace used to be <laughs> no about the litigation oh. because i i um put up the sign that you made philip about the um i didn't make that sign you i did fo- no i photocopied something that's in all of our mailboxes because ah. there was like an email about it um i don't do you want to describe what it is it's like a orange piece of paper that has hb i can't remember 289 or something like that it's something it's 341 i don't know it's the one about the the kids aren't authorized to have wireless communication devices in the class unless we give them explicit permission and they're using it for school stuff so i put that sign up in my room and i like explained it to them because like it was new i was like here look the new thing and i read it to them and then i wanted to explain to them like why that's a thing so i told them about this happening at the school board because like yeah they are suing for damages because there is harm occurring to students and we need to protect the students from harm when they are in our classroom so i'm like obligated to i'm obligated to yell at you about being on your phone um because you're being harmed all the time by these these corporations in case listeners would like to look up it's house bill 379 uh thank Mm. you yeah but if you're gonna kill yourself just don't go on social media (laughs) yes so yeah one of my classes um some of them started giggling and laughing when i said that they were like joining the litigation um, and I was like, guys, I don't think this is like really something that's funny because like the cyberbullying and the negative mental health effects are like real. Like kids kill themselves. Like that is a real thing, and you are laughing at that right now. Um, and one of my kids raised his hand and was like, "Well, I just think that if going on social media is gonna make you kill yourself, then I think you should just like not be on social media." Don't ever say we don't do more than our actual subject area. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so, um, so uh, hot take. If um, if we're supposed to, if we're obligated to protect kids from harming themselves on social media, why do we let them play football? <laughs> Actively destroying their brains with like documented injuries. Sports are important. Sport you know? ball. Sport ball. But yeah, I just I t- I told the kid I was like, you know, like. If you're an adult, maybe we could go down that line of reasoning, but you are a bunch of children and like you think that you are making these choices, but like, you know, your brains, you you still are children right now. Um, And then he kind of like doubled down and was like, you shouldn't go on social media if it's going to make you kill yourself. And I, and I, I told him, I was like, well, when people kill themselves, they're like succumbing to an illness and like people who are alcoholics probably shouldn't drink so much alcohol, but like, it's just like an issue that they have to deal with. It's an illness. Mm-hmm. But, Kelsey, you have something to say? He was trying hey. to play silly noises. That's what I was think. For. Philip, I want you to tell me about the district strategic plan. <laughs> you shouldn't even use that word. Strategic. <laughs> What's wrong with the word strategic? There's no plan. <laughs> uh, 
Um, why, Philip's why, evolving into Mark Clutho, guys. Why, uh, why, would, why would you ask me that question? You know I took no notes and like I check out the minute. Like at, like at the minute I sit in a meeting, it's instantly like wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the strategic plan, we all got that, right? We all walked away saying, yeah, yeah, yeah strategic plan. Something about millage, I don't know, rolled oats, no, I don't understand. The millage was not the strategic plan. That oh, was okay. separate. That was the budget meeting. <laughs> Get out of here. So what do we strategize on? Only one person at this table okay. has a PhD. <laughs> Honestly. During the actual strategic plan thing, I didn't really write down much, and the only stuff I have written down about it is like the public comments on the strategic plan. But we approved it, and it's through 2026, and Mark really hated it. What's cool about the strategic plan was that they brought it up, they just said nothing about it, (laughs) they voted for it. Well, they told us about. Yeah, they did tell it. Uh, Hendrick told us about the process that they went through to create the strategic plan, which involved different, I don't know, well, retreats and, and this and that. that. Yeah. We, so, I mean, did, uh, did you catch that? This was like the listen and learns that Kevin Hendrick did. Oh, my God. So part of the strategic plan was like, so Superintendent Hendrick, he did these like meetings like at different parts of the county at like different schools to um they they called them like listen and learn and they have different yes. names for them that was last year and uh yeah this was last year and basically um he invited every all stakeholders like parents teachers uh school staff to uh participate in his, he gave like a little powerpoint it was like super short and we would go around the room and kind of we had like stations where you'd put like post-it notes of your thoughts on whatever the issue oh, and was you had a rank like questions they asked you from one yeah. to ten. Yeah, and like yeah. I don't think I mean it wasn't the most fun and engaging thing ever, but it was like a good outside the box idea, I think. And me and Brennan went to like I think we went to two of them, didn't we? We went to Safety Harbor Middle School for sure. Yeah, we Actually, I think we went to like one yeah. or two of them. And um, they weren't bad. And and that stuff, that's what he was saying. He was like, yeah, the things that we did during the listener learns actually landed in the strategic plan. And I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, and Lee went up, too, to talk about how the PCTA worked on the strategic plan. That is and true. he wanted to acknowledge that. And um, he said that we pulled our numbers and presented the information that the union got to the county and he was pleased to see how it how aligned the two plans were what the PCTA came up with and um, the strategic plan that passed. Wow, that's incredible that teachers and administrators actually want the same thing. Who would have thought? But my crazy uncle didn't like the plan. Your crazy Mark? uncle? Yeah, Mark Lutho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark said... Uh, strategic plan, a word you should never be using. Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> what a joke. You don't know where to put windows or orient buildings correctly. Wow. He said strategic. Strategic. <laughs> yeah, and then later, anytime someone said, even said the word strategic or strategy, he was behind me. He was going like, <laughs> really? <laughs> it was really oh. funny. He wouldn't stop being so vocal about it. He, like The word strategy was like triggering him. <laughs> so we approved it, though. Yeah, That's, we approved that was kind it. Of yeah, and, and, and oh, Hendrick was happy with it. Oh, yeah. And he also pointed out that this strategic plan goes all the way through 2026, which was different than normal because it was like a longer time period. And long. he was glad because it's like you're planning more towards the future. And I didn't yeah. actually catch that until until you said it just now i yeah. wonder why was there a reason given for that or i don't know not that i wrote down strategic plans are usually like a year long yeah yeah he pointed out that it was longer than a regular one so we just made ours like two and a half years long for it was no 20, obvious reason it was 2023 to 2026 okay 
Well, I mean, I've, I've been I've been part of like developing strategic plans for different organizations, and I mean, they're mostly they're kind of for show. Unless there's like one specific pet project, sometimes there'll be like something buried in there, like oh, we want to expand this program, or we want to you know kind of hit this particular you know Kid. whatever enrollment <laughs> <laughs> enrollment goal or something. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, approving a strategic plan is like approving somebody's like PDF document. So I mean, it's, it's all good stuff. I'm glad that it sounds like, um, you know, credit where credit is due. I, I think uh, Kevin working closely with Nancy and now Lee um, and sort of developing something that's concrete in a strategic plan has been beneficial for the district. I think I think the efforts that he's making to really like go above and beyond, especially compared to the previous administration um, and reaching out to the teachers and reaching out to the public is like, you know, he's doing a really, really good job of that. So credit where credit is due. I think Kevin making the strategic plan through the, the designs that that he has and putting it in place and getting it voted and accepted is kind of an accomplishment. I think that is kind of cool. Are we okay with endorsing Kevin Hendrick as our superintendent? <laughs> I think everyone has. <laughs> I, I like him. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, we dig him. Yeah. Seems cool. So after the regular business meeting, they kind of stopped. We took a quick recess. When we got back, we talked about the budget. And this is the 2023 2024 budget hearing and approval of what the millage and all that they're going to be collecting from property tax. And we had some highlights. There were some speakers, public speakers, to talk about it. I think just generally we can just quickly say it, it passed. It passed. They raised the millage. Yeah. There were some opponents to this. Um, Don Peters and Stephanie Meyer, they voted against all the stuff leading up to the overall approval. And then what I found interesting was that uh, Don Peters actually backed the overall approval but Stephanie Meyer was like, no. And she was like staring daggers at Don the whole time. It was kind of funny watching them battle in front of us, I guess you can say. And then there were public comments. And I think we want to focus on those the most. I mean, I just like the, the one thing from the budget meeting, there was one person who went up who I thought made a good point. I didn't get the name, but she said that she had spoken to every member on the school board besides Meyer. And that was Peacock. Peacock? Sarah yeah. Peacock. Yeah. And that... Um, all of them say they want to increase teacher pay and so like if that is true uh, I see no reason to not increase the millage rate so that you can do that like you keep on acting like your hands are tied there's nowhere to get the money so like here is where you do the thing and 60% of our budget I actually saw on the graph was local funding so that's from straight up property taxes around us so the idea of raising taxes to fund teachers was Presented and it was kind of insinuated that that's part of the idea, so it passed. Yeah, Stephanie Myers said that she was against it because she just like wanted it to be lower and we could revise spending in other places instead of increasing the millage. That was what she said her reason to vote against it was. And Don voted no on stuff because because she does what she does until yeah. she gets nervous, I guess. She yeah. does, Don does what Stephanie does until she gets nervous, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, Don, I don't think, really has a backbone when it comes to voting on these things. Yeah, we had... Edit, edit, edit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had, like, what? like We had a total of probably, like, nine or 12 minutes of mark. He yeah. went up, like, three or four times, and he took up the whole three minutes. And he talked about dumb, stupid buildings a lot. 
um, he he called the teachers out at one point saying like I've never seen times. yeah but specifically saying like I've never seen any of you come up here and ask for these high efficiency buildings so that they could have more money to pay you more Mark was on um, a rampage yeah he <laughs> he was on a rampage he was out for blood. Listen, he's not altogether on anybody's side because <laughs> nobody is altogether on his. That's true. Right. But also, Mark, I, man, I don't know. Bigger fri- bigger fish, something priorities. I, I got 32 kids in the classroom. You're right. I, I don't disagree that we need to build our buildings with more forethought for the environment we live in. But also, we should have better public transit too. I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, I got other things solar to panels here. on our schools. Yeah, absolutely, and like you're right. I we should be putting effort towards this, but like it felt a little nonsense. We're gonna tear to down Bell Building and make it solar efficient. <laughs> yes, specifically, what we want is high performance passive sol- solar buildings. Yes, I do want that. And now. it's like if we were going up and reading. Uh, very graphic scenes from books, and that's what we were wasting our time doing at the school board meeting. I can understand it. But he sat there and listened to us talk about class sizes, not being able to afford to live near the school, not being able to afford our health insurance, all these other like things that we have to deal with. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, yes, also the buildings. But yeah. <laughs> I can't even afford graphic salacious novels. So. And he goes up there and he spends three minutes calling the budget a doggone shame and yelling at them for wearing coats. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was are wearing him. coats. I was like, Mark, I'm with you, but the second he started coming well, after air conditioning. Okay, this brings me back all the way to when Lee told me he wouldn't shake his hand. And I was like, okay, why mm-hmm. did you take your hand? And he gave me a very vague reasoning. I know why. Lee was wearing... He's wearing a suit. He was wearing a coat. It's a true. coat. And his reasoning is, you can't wear a coat in Florida. Do you know what season it is? <laughs> Do you know what season so, it is? So this is, really, this is really odd because Mark's comments about wearing coats and indoors and climate change. I, you know, when people deny climate change or they say it's like not real... You guys know this. I collect like old postcards and I use them in my class for writing prompts. I'm like, just use this postcard. This is your prompt. And this is something me and Pickett learned from one of our teachers at USF St. Pete. Um, Heather Jones. Heather Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Heather Jones would hand out just random postcards. Make this is your prompt. Do whatever you want with it. So I collect old postcards. If you collect old postcards or look at old photos from Florida of like people like opening up railways, standing outside of hotels, full three-piece wool suits, top hats, scarves. So, I mean, this is like 18, you know, 90 something, like 1910, 1920. So Mark is 100% right. (laughs) Like like you cannot wear a full three-piece suit outside in Florida in any season. It's not possible. He called it the uniform of the day. Yeah. yeah. How dare you wear the uniform of the day? <laughs> he said you could get a good millage rate when you get the outfit of the day right. <laughs> outfit of the yeah, outfit of the day right. I like that. It's yeah. our the the average temperature in America has skyrocketed since 1980. But like, man, Mark, again, I agree. But the opinion of a man who keeps his home at 79 degrees, I, I can't do that. Um. Well, Kelsey, you know who arrived in the 80s? It was me. I got here. That's why the temperatures got hotter. That makes sense, actually. (laughs) 
I didn't have a sound. Oh, for that. that's Sorry. global warming. That's right. Yeah. Because okay. of me. Yeah. I'm the Italian so stallion. Okay. So if we if we kill him, then we'll... yes, and global warming and Bel Castro. Is it like Highlander? There can only be one. It's. <laughs> Well, I mean, we already spoke earlier. I'm not having kids. There is only one Bill Castro. We're done after this. After the budget meeting, um, we took another quick break and we got back and we started doing our public comments. And all of us spoke. I think everyone spoke, right? You read something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I read someone else's. Um, a teacher who couldn't make it sent an email to Lee and I read that. And we got some shout outs. Yeah, so Faith and Dylan from Faith in Florida and Anthony from Equality Florida were both there, like two different people who said that they um, were part of these two different organizations and they were there in solidarity with teachers. So, And if I can add to that, Dylan made it to our bargaining session on Wednesday. I he thought you there. said the Equal- Equality Florida person. Or Faith. Th- oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Faith, he made out. Uh, he was going there with Carla and they sat through the whole thing. It's yeah. pretty cool. And I, I thanked him and all that fun stuff. So yeah. you're awesome. You're based. And then Shannon spoke. Yeah, Shannon did so good. Shannon's was powerful. And I was watching her yeah. read it. And I was like, can I read it? And I was reading She's like, I don't know if I'm going to say it. And I was like, no, this is real. Like, this is good. I was like tearing up in the back. Yeah. In my school parking lot and every day I see my colleagues working outside of contract hours, including me. Not just minutes, hours. An hour before school starts, a couple hours after contract hours end, and that doesn't count all of the hours we put in at home. Sometimes we say we're going to try to work the contract, but it doesn't last long. Teachers want to do a good job, we want to serve our students, so we work all the time. I know this isn't news, and I knew 23 years ago that it went with the job. But I didn't know that as a single parent of two, I would be so poor and so ashamed of the place where I live because I cannot afford to fix the roof that won't stop leaking or replace the clogged pipes in my house. After a long day of putting my whole self into teaching my students to read and write, I do not have a haven to go home to. I can't afford to fix it, and I can't afford to move. It's a catch-22. I cannot afford to live in the same community where I teach and the city where I grew up. I am drowning in debt, but yet I work all the time. If I didn't, I would not be an effective teacher, and this district depends on that. It depends on my free labor, of all teachers' free labor, to do everything we need to do to move students to the next level. To do everything the district requires of us and everything we require of ourselves it was beautiful and it was what needs to be said and then we had phil's speech which i heard it before the school board and i was crack i was kind of cracking up listening to it (laughs) at school and then he read it and he got many people in the audience laughing including but not limited to of course nancy florani was on her butt laughing at every single thing you said (laughs) she was dying I, my only goal is ever, ever is to make people laugh. I don't want to accomplish anything. So, <laughs> can you can you just go over like the highlights of your speech? What are the general things you're bringing up? Um, so every time I go up there, I feel like what I talk about is very like it's very like union oriented, very labor oriented, very like pro worker, pro teacher. 
like i i try to stay you know to to the left of those things i guess if that makes sense so i was trying to and i've said this before in a different thing like early last year you know when we started going to these things that i don't want to bring a problem without a solution and and i was sort of reiterating a point that i made once before about the the disposable textbooks when i went up there and i brought the textbooks with me um how there's so much you know perceived waste in the school district of dis- disposable textbooks like duplicative and triplicate prob- like programs that just do all do the same thing like all of us use focus for grades and attendance and canvas and if you went to a florida university uh you know that canvas also does grades and attendance and when i tell people like teachers from other school districts they're like oh yeah. i'm like oh yeah we use focus for grades and attendance and like ew why we stopped using that years ago and i'm like yeah i know and they're like yeah we just do it in like canvas because canvas does grades and attendance and i'm like yeah i know i know because <laughs> because my grades and attendance were taken from ucf uh, or USF, sorry, like years ago also. Like I graduated USF St. Pete in 2017 and every single grade, every single day of attendance was calculated in Canvas. Like focus was, it's, it's nothing. It's just like, it's like an ugly program. It barely functions. And I, I, my thought, my imagine is that like, we just have this contract with this, <laughs> with this company in perpetuity and we can't get out of it or something. Cause it's really bad. It's a bad program that other school districts have like dumped like long ago. So that was kind of my thing. And we have these other programs that all, you know, more or less collect data on students to, to varying degrees in addition to all the standardized testing they're subjected to. So I was like, yeah, like the school district can find more money. It's there. You just keep wasting it on like dumb, stupid buildings and disposable textbooks. <laughs> dumb, stupid buildings. buildings. <laughs> oh, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was just kind of what I was up there on about, you know, in my three minutes. You know what I love about the school board meeting the most? Mm. The fact that we're not talking about the Moms for Liberty at all. Yeah, we did before, but it's like we're talking about Mark, and I'm happy that's our biggest concern. The who's for what? I think they're going to come back next time a lot. Definitely going to come back. Yeah, because this time there were so few, and we were so many. You know, I think we should try to do the same thing we did. This time, you should get there early. early. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't really too it bad. I was able to go home and get food and bring food to eat there. I want them to call off a work to meet to do this. What what work? They yeah, show, what jobs? Yeah, this is up, a hobby. They show up to the school board meeting at the same time as the employees who work there at like eight AM. <laughs> you win. I wouldn't be mad about that. Like, yeah, you earned it. Listen, protecting the kids Loser. is a full time job. <laughs> But, I mean, we keep going back to this, man, but your speech ended with something very crucial. <laughs> that is true. So, so <laughs> moments, this is very important. Moments before. We know that, like, Mark Clutho, he's all about um, buildings and, like, building efficiency, which is true. So, the thing that I spoke on, I ended with saying, like, yeah, I did just recently go to Clearwater High for, like, a, a professional development training. And that building, 100%. Dead honest truth makes no sense. That building that Clutho's always complaining about makes absolutely no sense. It has like doorways and windows within rooms 
So we would we were sitting in a professional development and somebody's speaking to us and we hear in the next room over, which has plate glass windows <laughs> and a doorway to it, it's, like people just applauding and clapping. I can't imagine teaching through that. It is horrendous. So oh. if you are listening and you are familiar with Mark Kluth at the school board meetings or you're familiar with Clearwater High or you yourself or your kids go to Clearwater High, that brand new building they spent ungodly amounts of money is an absolute nightmare. Like the bathrooms are outdoors too. You have to like leave the <laughs> and they close. You, you have close to close the door. Yeah, you have to leave the building to go to the bathroom. So like if it's raining, that <laughs> like is and so like Clutho's whole thing is that it's like oriented weird. It doesn't like there's they're not utilizing any solar energy. It's like uh, uh, it's like a it's facing the sun. Yeah, it gets it's hotter facing, because of it the gets direction hotter. it's facing. Yeah, it's a, it, it is an incredibly stupidly designed building. And, and now having been there, he's 100% correct. And what's so confusing, too, about it, as a Clearwater High School alum, when I was there, it was, not that it was great, but, like, it was strips of mm-hmm. buildings, kind of, and then the walkways in front of them had rain guards over them. So you could feasibly get from any part of the campus to another without getting rained on too much. Right. But it did still have an outdoor feel. And like, okay, I'm glad they went for two stories. That's Mm -hmm. smart design in that regard. But like you said, it's just a giant open courtyard. (laughs) And if you want to go to the bathroom, you have to walk out into the rain. And it's like, we live in like the tropics, famous like horizontal rain. Like, (laughs) oh my God. So Mark Luther, 100% correct. Moments before he gets up going on about these buildings again and the the district's inefficiency uh, and inefficacy of like making plans, like strategic plans, I guess. But not a peep. From the teachers, all right? None of us are up there at the school board talking no, about one, this. just me. And you are the one. I, you are Mark Luther's I do, son. I do plan on looking into those specific, those specific buildings he wants. Mm-hmm. He, he wants. The high efficiency yeah. or whatever. I think yeah. we should end all our speeches with a building that we hate in this we district. Should. Yeah, I mean, like, Bell yeah. Building. If I if, After looking up these buildings, if I still feel like they are cool, I will say at the next meeting please replace bell building with one of mark's uh yeah. desired buildings put mark on the team that's yeah. it mark yeah. for school board yeah. it's just a wood cabin <laughs> <laughs> now like i will say like the solar panels thing has been a criticism of florida for like decades of like it's called the sunshine state why aren't we using solar it's more like 270 something days of sun a year yeah it's insane that, it's yeah. something ridiculous and um, we just don't utilize solar because it would put uh i don't know if you can if you can leave this in but like duke and like tico like out of business like it would just hurt people's jobs if we do solar uh and we're we're also do you remember this was like this was a couple years ago where uh come where people if residents if we put solar panels like on like your your you all your homeowner if you put solar panels on here um they were making it so that you would get money back from the Mm -hmm. energy companies but the energy companies had it voted down so that now uh, you just, is it, you don't get anything? I don't know. Rizelle's in the room. What is the story, yeah. Rizelle? No, uh, you know, a lot of homeowners would actually go ahead and do this if we would make money that way because we could have our wheels turning backwards. But Tico and the other company, Duke Energy, Duke Energy, they want to keep their profits. So that's been watered down and lobbied down. 
and it's no more an option. So, so now if you're now if you produce more energy than you use, instead of getting money back, you just give the the energy companies free labor, basically. I'd like to proudly thank our sponsors for this podcast, Duke Energy <laughs> and Tico. <laughs> Duke Energy, we got the teachers back. I'd like to proudly thank our sponsors, The Sun, which will kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to do our base awards, so stick around. Hello there. If you support the podcast, you can now donate directly to us from the link in the description. You can donate 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 monthly. Your donation can help get me, Aziz, off the streets. Well, unfortunately, Aziz will always be on the streets. He yearns for the streets. But your support will go towards producing high-quality episodes just like the one you're listening to right now. Your support helps us keep gas in the tank, food on our tables, and our classrooms full of pencils and paper. We all know edumacators all over America are undervalued and underpaid. Help us, mooks like me, continue to bring recognition and a voice to education professionals. Hey guys, it's Brennan. One of my goals moving into this podcast project was to have the voices of our listeners play an active role in sharing our message that Union's public schools, well, they're not going anywhere without a fight. And as we dive deeper into the themes of public education, teachers' unions, and political activism, we want to hear from you, our listeners. If you're a teacher, parent, even a member of the community, we extend an open invitation for you to send us a voice recording with your name, occupation, and why you're sticking with the union during these politically turbulent times. We love to play these recordings at the beginning of our episodes and share your thoughts with our listeners. You can send these recordings to PCTA Fire, that's F-Y-R-E, pod at gmail.com. Additionally, we encourage you to write to your representative and advocate for teachers' unions and public education. You can easily locate your representative by visiting www.myfloridahouse.gov forward slash find your representative. Your voice can make a difference in supporting education and the future of our students. So take a moment to send us a voice clip and write to your representative. Let's work together to positively impact education for all. And we're back and we're going to do our base award, which is because something that can either be agreeable or respectable it could be something that is you know pretty based or it could be incredibly based base <laughs> that's my ramsey <laughs> um my uh my based award is going to be uh, it's going to go to sean fain from the uaw he's the president of the uaw and today is september 15th and the United Auto Workers are currently on strike. The, that's right. The, Heck yeah. The big three, Ford, GM, and something else called Starlink or something. <laughs> so, I, it, they can't be that big because I've never heard of them. Skynet. See, yeah, Skynet. Skynet. Um, so the big three auto manufacturers are currently on strike. Every single auto worker is on strike. Um, Sean Fain called it. There was a pretty cool video that I shared with you guys where he kind of described the history of the auto workers and the history of striking in the country back in the 30s. Um, and I just pulled up here. It's a quote from uh, More Perfect Union, uh, I guess, on their Twitter. 
Uh, Joe Biden recently just spoke about this, just like I guess earlier today. And he said, Joe Biden said about the UAW, he says, I believe they should go further to ensure that record corporate profits mean record contracts for the UAW. So the automakers of the United States are on a historic strike right now, along with the Actors Guild, the Screenwriters Guild. Um, There are several uh, school districts on strike right now. Um, uh, We just narrowly avoided a Teamsters nationwide strike with UPS. So this is the hot labor summer is extending (laughs) into hot labor autumn and everybody is going on strike. And I wonder who's next. I got two things to say about this. <laughs> Solidarity one, to the workers, number one. One, I'm not endorsing Joe Biden as like the greatest president of all time, but he is the oldest president of all time. He is the oldest president of all time. One and number two, he is, I think, the most pro-union president we've had in my generation. At the, least it might be though, because his brain is still in the 1930s, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. And number two, um, I want to say. UAW, I support you 200% because our union is a part of the AFL-CIO, which mm-hmm. is also the same union as UAW. So nice. we support UAW as PCTA members. Solidarity. Solidarity. I would love to see the daily active users numbers on uh, both Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield the day before their strike started and the day after the strike started. Because <laughs> I guarantee you that skyrocketed. I want to look up. I can't remember what that other automaker's name is. Um Stellantis, which I guess makes Jeep and Chrysler. Oh, yeah. So, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. If you're listening to this, bring the Prowler back. And if you are are listening to this and you live in the United States, realize that no matter what car you drive, they're all made by the same three companies, and none of it matters. (laughs) Trains, 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 trolleys. This quick, quick, quick tangent off somewhere else. I just saw they finished Bright Line from Orlando to Miami. <gasps> nice, it's done. cool. It's done. So it's right ride to Miami. It's open. It's ready to hey, go. Let's take it. How long does it take? Do you Three and a half hours. Ooh. Mm. I mean, think about driving though. Driving yeah, from Miami. Oh, it's like just, five hours, five and a half hours. Yeah, we and just get to chill for three and a half hours. Be a good time. And you don't yeah. have to drive through Alligator Alley, the most worst place on earth. <laughs> My based award goes out to PCTA Executive Director Lindsay Blankenbaker. Uh, she's blanking those bakes. She's <laughs> baking the blanks. <laughs> Too much fun. Too much fun. Uh, so during the during baking the school the board meeting, she's seeing um, those lins. I I use the school board beatings not every time, but I'd say fairly frequently. It's, Did you say school board beatings? <laughs> the school board beatings, yeah. Uh, no, I use the school board meetings fairly frequently, just as a grading. You do a pretty good so, job at it too. I'm, I'm jealous yeah. of you. I, I can't focus like that. It's uh, yeah. I miss some things that are said, but also I have a lot of grading to do. So. Yeah. Um, I was reading, you know, I was reading little short answer submissions on Commonlit, putting in numbers for them, transferring it to my grade book, and um, a lot of teachers. I'm far I, from the only one. I was grading, and Chris was, was too. Chris was also grading. Yep. And you look around. There's a lot of teachers with either folders with a bunch of papers or a laptop out. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of nerds. And every time, you know, we shut our stuff, and then we go up and we give our speech, and we go back down to what we're doing. And, uh, Lindsay went up and was like, uh, acknowledged us, 
and to the school board and was like, none of them are going to say anything about this, but all these teachers out here are grading right now. They just taught a full day of school. They drove up to Largo from St. Pete or wherever in the county they came from. And now they're here doing their work so they can be here and be present for this. And I just, she, it was nice to acknowledge that. I just, you know, I, I, again, because I was grading, I was kind of half hearing and I heard her say that. And I just kind of looked up and gave a little small wave to the school board. One back to what I was doing. Yeah. So thank you, Lindsay. Appreciate that. Lindsay, you're awesome. We love you. Lindsay's based. Yep. Um, my based award goes to um, overall all of the members of my school's GSA. Uh, Shannon and I are the co-sponsors of it. It's a little lunch club. And on Wednesday, we very officially, officially now have our executive board. We have a president, vice president, treasurer, historian, and secretary for our Genders and Sexualities Alliance. Um, and unofficially, we have a club baker. Um, <laughs> there is one member who just no one asked him to, and since his very first time attending, has just been bringing baked goods, all like really, really good baked goods. I, I had a yeah, phenomenal, like yeah, incredibly good baked goods. Brandon, um, you don't have this student, right? Yeah, but um. Uh, he, he told me that um, because he's part of 3DE, that one of the 3DE companies heard about his baking mm-hmm. and now has commissioned him, asked him to like bake things for like a 3DE like meeting, like one of this company's events. So that's like super that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. And it's more than just that, too. I, he was telling me about other other things that he was baking mm-hmm. for and getting paid for. So he's very talented and the GSA gets to benefit from it and he brings us treats and it's so nice and sweet and he's very based we love him mm-hmm. he's very baked baked i'm honestly just really GSA. happy that that they're finally the, the genders and the sexualities are finally allied they were war for so long <laughs> and there's finally a peace treaty <laughs> my base word is simple um i'm gonna say every single person in this room right now who made it through the horrible week we just went through this is this week tested me and the ambulance is here is actually <laughs> Ramsey here just passed out from it it's it's a hard week it's a hard week yeah monday monday was back to school night oh yeah yep I tuesday tuesday was the school board meeting wednesday uh bargaining bargaining mm-hmm. thursday well, we went to the PTSA, PTSA. meeting, the parent-teacher-student. It is Friday, and we are recording <laughs> yeah. a podcast. I know. Our, our significant others week? are like, where are you? What are you doing? I haven't seen you in like, you know, 100 million hours. So. It's the longest week ever. This never, is the never longest ending. week ever. And you guys are awesome for sticking around and helping me out with that. Can we, can we do a uh, can we do a collective side shout out based award to all the parents who actually showed up to open house night? Yeah, open yeah, house absolutely. night and also the yeah. PTSA meeting. Yeah, that um, was cool. Philip and I went last night and they said it was the first time any teachers from our school had been there for a while. Also, like the the so the group had been suffering. They they said. It was only four members for the past two years, so they were very happy to have mm-hmm. like the twenty people who showed up last night. So I know that we have other teachers and people in Largo who like listen to us, like the admin building. Um, if you if if you have the opportunity to interact with your PTSA, your your parent teacher student alliance, right? Yep. I thought it, yeah, yeah. Um, 
ours at least at St. Pete High, and I would imagine ours is one of the stronger ones because we we have so much activity and we do have a handful of parents that are like super active. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what your PTSA is doing and they might be floundering and they just don't know how to contact you guys. So yeah. it seemed like they needed. Out, yeah, yeah. Please try to reach out to them. So anybody in Pinellas listening, uh, you know, if you want to go to your school and reach out to the PTSA parents, talk to your principal secretary, figure out who's the contact, what they're all about. Um, because ours was like so, so super grateful that any teachers at all showed up. We yeah. were like really shocked. Even to just be there and tell them like what we want at all. Like, And the base towards continue, I have three other, I'm going to call you a teacher as well, I have three other teachers here um, who are in my house during this live studio recording, and we're going to see what their base awards are, so who wants to go first? Hey, I can go first. So sure. um, I teach geometry at St. Pete Say High. Hi. I'm Stephanie Rosal. And my based award goes to my students who today were in a situation where they had to solve problems, 10 problems together. They had to agree on the answer. And I told them to imagine that they were in an engineering team. And the best team would make a million. And it would be divided among four of them. So 250 per. And just the idea to be in that situation, I said, you have 45 minutes, do your best. All of you have to agree to an answer. Was exciting for them, was, which was really interesting. I guess it was connected to money and making money, but they really had a good time with it and shout out to them. I love hearing math success stories. Anytime a kid's like, yay math, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one out of a million times. Yeah, that's always awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm back, Aziz, from the streets. Uh, so, or I should restart there. Uh, my name is Ramsey uh, Aziz. I'm a teacher at St. Pete High. He was on the streets. We brought him in today. Yeah, I was on the streets. He's so, like your cat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like a stray. <laughs> but um, as you guys know, and even as Kev- Kevin Hendricks knows, um, I ride a motorcycle. I'm you know, as he's on the streets, gotta be on the streets with the motorcycle. <laughs> so I have two based awards. Uh, the first goes out to uh, to these Palestinian dudes that I met. They, they, there's this Palestinian uh, guys that own a motorcycle shop and they helped me out a lot with the motorcycle. They literally cleaned my chain for free. Um, the only reason I'm able to even get up to here to Clearwater today is because they were able to help me out a lot with like, uh, doing uh, like fixing some of the parts and then also uh, ordering some parts for me. How did you find a Palestinian motorcycle shop? Uh, I was literally calling every motorcycle <laughs> shop on a Saturday, seeing Are who you was Palestinian. No, no, not even like I didn't even I didn't even know. Like I've I've passed them before, and uh, while driving, and then I I knew that they were there, so I gave them a call to see if I could go. I pull up, I see a Marines flag, a U.S. flag, and then a Palestinian flag, and I was like. These are my people. I can, these are my people right here. So, shout out, based award to them. I, I think their shop is called Gorilla Trek or Gorilla Motorcycles, something like that. It's um, it's near Tyrone Square. So, you've probably seen it around if you're going towards the beach. And then my other based award, because you guys know I'm on a motorcycle, uh, I had to go down to Miami. Uh, I was I was summoned for business, as one would say. 
And uh, so, so I had to, uh, I had to go down. Uh, I couldn't go down on the motorcycle. Is I that had... like a pit bull reference? Were you? What yeah, was that? No, 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 no. Look, my family. It was my, it was my dad's birthday. There we go. I was summoned. That's the business, you know. So I was summoned. I had to go. There was no options. But at the time, motorcycle cannot go down in Miami uh, on the motorcycle in this, in the condition it was in. Um, no money. Didn't want to ask my parents for, for anything. Uh, and then also, like, trains were not working. Buses, schedules were not working. So we're at 3D. And I'm kind of having a, a, a breakdown because I'm like, I'm going to die. He was melting. I was melting. And then my my my, my good friend, uh, uh, Simone Schuster, she she offers. Uh, mind, mind you, I had only known her for a week at this time. Uh, she offers herself to, to, uh, to drive me down to Miami. And uh, it was the best thing ever. We had a great time. Uh, we hung out with my family and whatnot. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I got the got the business done. I was there for my five minutes to say happy birthday, and then we got the hell out of there. But other than that, so uh, Simone, you're pretty based, and the Palestinian guys, you're extremely based. Well, speaking of Simone Schuster. <laughs> wow, and here I am. Hi, I'm Simone Schuster. <laughs> um, I used to be a middle school teacher at Safety Harbor Middle, and now I substitute teach in the county. Um, so I think my base award, I, I was thinking about it really hard because I was like, who deserves it the most? And I truly think that Christopher Sellis deserves my base award this week. Um, mm. He took his first day off today. Woo! And so proud of him. This, and he's still working. <laughs> he, this man works so hard. Um, he is probably, I mean, he, he definitely deserves a break. He sent me so many emails, so many text messages, so many plans um, before I even got in there. And even while I was in there, I was taking notes. He wanted a play-by-play of everything. Um, but, and, and so I'm taking notes and, you know, he, I shared the document with him and he's actively responding to my notes, like, in, in real time. Oh, my God. So um, he was basically in the classroom with yeah. I mean, it was like he had eyes, you know? But in in all honesty, he, he really does want the best for his students, and he cares so much, and he works so hard, mm-hmm. um, and that makes him incredibly based. That does. He is incredibly based, but just a reminder, Chris, stop working. Yeah. Enjoy your time. Enjoy Boundaries. Universal. and <laughs> Stop working outside of contract hours. He, he's working like every weekend. You like, do it's... not get paid enough. <laughs> and he's staying late too. I always yell at people for doing that. Nah. But I, I, I stay late all the time as well. But do I do I not, not work at home. You? Yeah, like... you do. But then I don't work at home and I do not work on the weekends. I refuse. <laughs> well, I think that's it. That's the show. Thank you again for listening to the PCTA Fire Podcast. I'm Brennan. I'm Ramsey. Stephanie Rozelle in place of Philip, who has left the microphone. (laughs) And Simone Schuster. (laughs) You guys jump in. I'm Dr. Anna Marciano. I fell up. Floating around the like to remind our listeners that the Pinellas County School Board has scheduled upcoming meetings for the following dates, August 22nd, September 26th, October 10th, and November 14th at 10 a.m., as well as August 1st, September 12th, and October 24th at 5 p.m. It is of utmost importance for teachers, parents, and community members to attend these meetings and actively advocate for public education. 
We would also like to emphasize that the PCTA is currently engaged in negotiations to secure higher salaries for our dedicated professionals. Your presence and voice at these meetings can have a significant impact in helping us achieve our demands and foster a better educational environment for all stakeholders in our public schools. We extend a special thank you to Phil Belcastro for providing our captivating theme music and Artifact for contributing fantastic tracks during our intermissions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Artifact's music at artifactjoints.bandcamp.com. Furthermore, we want to express a heartfelt gratitude to our dedicated staffers at PCTA, Jamie Beck and Brian Bowden, our esteemed executive director, Lindsay Blankenbaker, PCTA president, Lee Bryan, PESPA president, Nellie Henez, and all of our supporters within the podcast community. Your unwavering support and dedication has been instrumental in keeping us motivated for the challenges ahead. That's it for today. I'm Brennan Pickett. Peace out, guys.